0: What is up guys and welcome back to another episode of Official Visit, the podcast about college baseball recruiting by players for players. And before we get into the interview, just want to give a huge shout out uh, to our guy over at Coop, uh, Chin Music Designs. We we've talked about him a lot on the podcast. Uh, he's a great friend. He's putting out great products uh, for his bat knob decals. Uh, guys, go check them out. Seriously, fully customizable and uh, spice up your bat game a little bit.
1: Yeah, in this week's episode, we got my good buddy, Vaughn Uh Vaughn goes to Cal Berkeley, UC Berkeley. He's a right-handed pitcher there um, and kid's a stud. I mean, well, all of our guests are studs. Uh, they're all playing college ball at, at great schools. But, um, no, we get into a lot of really cool stuff here, um, you know, between how he got to Cal um, and and we get pretty in-depth with, uh, with money scholarship talk um which is something we really wanted to do more of so we're super happy we got that into the conversation
0: yeah guys awesome interview hope you guys are able to to apply it to your recruiting process find your right fit but uh we're, we're putting out a lot of new content whether it be on social whether it be on our website uh, so make sure you're following us on twitter and on instagram make sure you're you're checking out our website um and and don't miss any of our episodes guys we release one every tuesday but um hit us with a follow on spotify uh subscribe to us on apple podcasts uh leave us a review we love hearing from you guys um and we we appreciate everything you guys do for us so let's go
1: on thanks so much for coming on man how you doing i'm doing great man thanks for having me on the podcast of course man it's uh finally got you on here so um starting high school, as we always do, um, kind of when did you first begin thinking about college baseball, but also, you know, looking at, at you know, where you went to high school, Marine Catholic High School in Kenfield, California. Um, you know, you you look at what Jesse, head coach Jesse Foppert has done, uh leaguer, you know, an absolute player development pitching guru, um, getting guys out, getting them to play high level baseball. How much of an impact did that have on your thoughts on college baseball. I
2: mean, I think my journey to college baseball started, you know, a little bit before high school and uh, middle school with my uh, travel organization. Uh, I know that you played for the Bombers too. And uh, that just kind of experience that I had there, like really, really helped me to fall in love with the game and realize that like, I wanted to do this as long as I could. And then, you know, the other kind of factor was that I really wanted to use baseball as a tool to help me get into a high academic school, you know like see how far it could take me in terms of academics because my mom has always been centered around academics and I really wanted to do that for her because I knew that um, like I could do something great with that too. And uh, I really just wanted to use that to try and get myself into a a good college and get myself a good education because I really value that as well. Um, And then I guess as far as MC, um, I really had my sights set on that really just because of Jesse. Uh, I'd worked with Jesse in the travel ball organization. Uh, that's where he happened to practice. So I had exposure to that from a, a really young age and he was extremely influential in my development throughout high school. And um, yeah, I could not be more grateful for the experience that I had there. And especially to have the knowledge of a big leader passed down to me, mm-hmm. you know, from the age of like 11 years old was just huge, you know, not only like physical aspects of the game, but also just like how to, how to carry yourself and like how to attack the game mentally. was really, really helpful for me.
0: That, that I think did, cause we talked about that you, you had this mindset before even getting to high school. Do you think your experience with Jesse, but then also having that mindset before you're going into high school kind of altered how you approached the game and your development throughout your high school years? Because at least I know for me uh, in high school, the first and foremost thing that I wanted to do was just make the varsity team. So my whole freshman year and early mm-hmm. sophomore year was focused on that versus really mm-hmm. developing. Um, so I'm curious how that was different for you.
2: Um, I mean, coming in MC, I knew that we were going to have a really good program um, from the start. I think we won something like 21 out of 25 games as a freshman team and You know, me and a couple of the buddies were kind of centered around that team. And, you know, I think we knew we had something special there. And, well, I mean, when I showed up to campus, like, I kind of knew what I was capable of and what we were capable of as a group. But, you know, I didn't really know fully yet. Um, I mean, when I got there, the goal was just to win immediately, you know. Jesse was kind of the guy at that time where, like, he was going to let the older guys get their chance on varsity. And, you know, freshmen weren't really – weren't really pulled up. It was kind of a seniority thing, and you know we had a good enough program to where freshmen didn't really need to play varsity. Like the varsity team was good enough on its own without the freshmen that, yeah. that could have played there probably. So I mean that wasn't really on the forefront of any of our minds at the time. Like we were just there to win as a freshman class, and uh, like we we really succeeded at that too. And it was a, it was a blast. Uh, I had a great time playing freshman baseball. Um, and honestly, I think Jesse did a great job with that because, like, just letting the freshmen play as a group together and not be focused on varsity or anything, like,
1: really helped us, like, bond as a group and help us out in the future, too. Yeah, I mean, shoot, I coached you guys. I think I coached you guys on, on that younger Bombers team. But, <laughs> I, I mean, it, it's really cool to see what that core group of guys ha, has done and and to see where you guys are all playing now. It, it is really cool. Um, but. Vaughn, when did you start really looking at colleges? I mean, you said you're like, yeah, I'm I'm set on playing college baseball. But when did, how did the process start for you? Because that's kind of a big question we get. Mm-hmm. But, and then when did that start? Like, how did it all begin?
2: Yeah, I mean, um, I guess Marin County to me at the time was not like notorious for college baseball players. I know I had a couple guys are about four years older than me that I ended up going to Santa Clara, but I really had no idea how any of it worked, didn't know how it was gonna happen. Um, And I also played football throughout all four years of high school. So, you know, to start high school is kind of just, I played baseball and then I played football and I wasn't really focused on either out of season, you know, I was just in season focused on whatever I was doing. And um, I just really didn't know when to get started with the recruiting process at all. Like I knew that I wanted to play, but I didn't really know how it was gonna happen. reached out to Jesse I think after during my sophomore year and just asked him like, how does this process work? Like, how am I going to go about this? Uh, He kind of gave me the lowdown of like the mix of kind of like showcases and and visiting schools and playing for different summer teams and how he would probably be getting calls from coaches and things like that. And that he would kind of answer for me and coaches could also reach out to me personally and uh, yeah, he just kind of threw like all the the gist information at me, and so I guess I figured I just would start with you know a couple showcases, um, just general showcases after my sophomore year of high school I think, and um, yeah, kind of kind of kept it light after my sophomore year. I went to like two showcases I think, cause like I said, I was playing football all summer mm-hmm. and was mainly focused on that, and you know didn't really know that like it matters like when you put yourself out there as a baseball player, you know, I I thought that college was still three years off. uh, Didn't really have much to worry about at the time, but at that time I was really just focused on like playing football and, you know, kind of get, kind of get my name out there for baseball, but it wasn't like completely at the forefront of my mind, I guess.
0: I I think that's a lot of us and a lot of us that go through Mm -hmm. the recruiting process. One, a lot of people don't know what's going on. Um, or when to start but two it's it seems so far away and obviously now in hindsight we know how fast it goes but i'm i'm curious when you started that process and you started going to showcases and stuff like that was were you kind of casting a wide net or were you kind of like we spoke a couple weeks ago with uh, thomas mccarthy who knew he wanted to stay in the bay area so he, he targeted some schools versus At least I know in my process, it was anywhere and everywhere, uh, to start off. So what, what was kind of your game plan going into that and why?
2: Uh, I mean, my number one priority was just like keeping my options open, you know, cause I, I, I had no clue how good I was. I had no clue what I was capable of doing at, at a collegiate level. Um, so I was really open to anything and everything, like, like you were saying, um, my one kind of caveat was that I wanted to be at like a high academic school because I knew I knew what I was capable of in the classroom, but not necessarily as a baseball player. And um, so yeah, that was kind of my one thing where I was like, uh, I'm gonna keep all my options open, but um, I, I really want to try and get the best I can academically. Um, and as far as like region, I wasn't really wasn't really narrowing it down to one. Um, didn't really want to play in the snow, I guess, just because I don't really like playing in the cold, but still, you know, keeping my options open to everything. Cause I didn't know if I was gonna
1: end up with zero offers or you know, right. I don't really know. So uh, that's funny because I think I forget who we were talking. It actually might have been Will, where he said, like, I didn't I couldn't I didn't know how good, like where I was talent wise compared to other guys. Mm-hmm. And I think that's another fascinating fascinating topic because you know, not that you're in necessarily like a bubble in any specific region, but you just think of like where you're at and you're like, man, there's a, there's a lot of baseball being played like throughout Mm -hmm. this country. Yeah. Um, so when were you just kind of like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty good. You know, maybe I could go to a power five school, like Berkeley. (laughs) Uh, when did that kind of click for you?
2: Um, I mean, I never really put the power five clamp on myself. Like I know that many people do. Um, but I guess when I kind of figured out that I could play somewhere at the Division One level was probably my junior year. Uh, I was playing on a summer team, Zoots Baseball Club. Uh, I was playing with a bunch of other guys. Some of them were committed to Division One. Some of them uncommitted. And we were playing some pretty good talent out in Arizona and on California. And I guess it was that, like the beginning of that summer. And even in my junior year of high school where I kind of like realized that I was – I was separated from the other people that I was playing with and around. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. I mean, like junior year of high school, definitely realized that like I was probably better than most of the kids that I was like playing around and realized that I could probably do something special with my talent. And then going into the summer year, didn't really know how it was going to go. But I mean, yeah, it was like, it was really weird because like I had like heard of some of the kids that I was playing with and knew that they're like, they were pretty good. You know, like there were some Bay area like high school talent too, but I, I had no clue how I stacked up. And right. once I was able to get through that summer, uh, I kind of put it together that like I was up there with them and, and could probably do like the same thing. As them,
0: mm-hmm. you know? I do want to go back to one thing that you, you talked about. You said that you, you didn't put the power five clamp on yourself. Um, mm-hmm. And I wanna I wanna dissect that a little bit because that's one way of saying something that we say a lot on here is don't don't recruit for the Instagram post or the Twitter post or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. So when you when you knew you could play at a really high level, but didn't limit yourself to Power Five or Bust or whatever it was, what mm-hmm. what did you do? How were you able to kind of fight that? like expectation or the the want to be known as oh i'm going to a power 5 school
1: yeah
2: um honestly the only like the only factor that i like you say like fighting the expectation like that like the only really like expectation that i was trying to meet up to was like my mom's academic standard was because i knew that she like really wanted me to go to a good school but um i know that like some people call it like d1 either so whatever but like i like i didn't really have a a need to go D1 you know like I was just trying to play like to the best of my own physical and like academic ability at at any school whether that be like D3 or D1 um I just so like happened to be like happened to figure it out that like I I had the skill to play division one and I mean I kind of set that standard for myself but I that doesn't mean that I wasn't still open to any division two division three schools that were willing to, to like reach out and give me a chance um yeah, I, I know. I definitely know some some people that like have that label set like early in the recruiting process, but I, I guess it really like never came around for me because I was really just like set on academics and then following up my skills with that academic profile.
0: Guys, coming at you again with hyped apparel. It's if you haven't checked them out yet, uh, you guys need to. Uh, the gear is awesome. We love wearing it, both Joe and I, whether we're working out, whether we're just hanging around the house. It's it's awesome gear. It's priced great. It's great quality. Uh, go check out our, our guy, Zach, over at Hyped. It's awesome, awesome gear, guys. And they're giving us a, our listeners a promo code, so that'll be in the show notes. So let's get back to the interview.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's huge. I mean, it just sounds like, I mean – you knew exactly what you want. You knew what was going to make you happy in the long run, mm-hmm. and you were fortunate enough to find it. And I mean, that's that's it's as simple as that. Um, we talked to uh, Coach Calhoun, uh, D two Biola baseball, and it, it's interesting. Just I mean, he's been in the game for so long. He was at UC San Diego, obviously a powerhouse D two program that's now going Division one. But it's just really interesting because. I guess it's just kind of a reminder that coaches look for specific things too, as much as players look for, you know, like, Hey, I want these type of schools, like coaches look for the same things in players. Like, Hey, I want this gritty player, you know? Um, and, and that's it all. Again, it all comes down to fit just because, yeah. you know, you, you might not be the right fit for one division, one program or one division three program doesn't mean you aren't a fit at another great school. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I, yeah, I mean, I think that's what your story shows. um, I really do. So Vaughn, how did you start talking to to Cal?
2: Uh, So it was the summer before my senior year and I was playing, um, I was playing on a summer team. um, And I was like, kind of like picking up interest from, from like West coast conference schools during the, during my varsity season in high school and then, as I played through that summer, I started to pick up like more and more interest. And then I think Santa Clara was the first one to reach out, um, and you know, try and get me on campus for a visit. And then um, I played this one showcase at Santa Clara. Actually, it was some NCTV showcase, and I went there as a two-way at the time. And I think I like hit for. I think I hit for the cycle day or, or something. And I think I was up to like 89 or 88 on the mound. Um, And that was that showcase was really what started to like turn it around for me. Um, I think, After that showcase, I had interest from like more and more like West Coast schools. And then I got an invite to the like area code game tryouts too, which is also a huge help. So uh, the coach for Cal first saw me play out in Santa Clara at that uh, NorCal showcase. And that is also when I started to pick up more offers and interests. And um, that was the first time I had made like face-to-face contact with them, you know, exchanged information, like test scores, things like that. And then um, a few weeks later, I went down to San Diego for the Phil Singer Tournament, and uh, he was there again. And that, that was kind of when things really started to pick up with him, and they were showing a lot of interest. And then, um, yeah, a few weeks after that, I took my visit down there um, and loved it. And then I guess the rest is history, yeah. The
1: rest is history. Um, I do have to ask, um, this idea of projectability, right? So you said you're up to 89 um
0: don't forget the cycle
1: and the cycle shows yeah. <laughs> <By> the, <way. laughs> so the athleticism but uh, you're up to 89 um and you know you're not i guess the biggest body i'm a small guy, um, <laughs> a small guy. <laughs> yeah yeah you're 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 on the smaller end of the spectrum for for high level division one pitchers mm-hmm. um but i think it's something that people need to realize is you know just because you're small like doesn't isn't necessarily like a bad thing right so like you're you're a smaller body but you're up to 88 like 88 89 what's that telling a college coach that there's gonna be more in the tank Mm -hmm. and like that's the thing you've been working on over the last year year and a half two years especially this fall right it is getting that velo up as you as you put on more weight. And, and that's something we've seen all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we reference our, our buddy, Nick Garcia all the time, but you know, yeah. Nick came in, <laughs> he threw that random bullpen before one of our regional games and he was <laughs> 90 to 92 already. And it's like, well, he could be good. And then he puts on 40 pounds over a year and a half. And then all of a sudden he's up to 97, 98, like, like yeah, it, that's just how it works. But that's, that's projectability. Right. And yeah. you know, I guess my question is how much did that factor into, into your recruiting process, especially getting to a big power five school like Cal um, of, you know, like this is where I am right now, but the ceiling is, is very high because of where you were at physically. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That was honestly, that started probably before the recruiting
2: process. I mean, Jesse at MC had told me like, Hey man, sky's the limit. And I had no clue what he was talking about. Like, I did not know how high the ceiling was at all. Yeah. Um, I didn't even know where the floor was at that point. But uh, honestly, that was that was probably my like entire recruiting process because I I knew like when I got deep into the recruiting process that like I was a small pitcher. Mm-hmm. Um, but I knew that I, like I always threw hard and I no I had no idea how like no one else around me threw how like knew how I just threw hard. Um, and I also had like have always had this like weird kind of sinking two seam action on my fastball. That also helped a lot. Um, yeah, that was like pretty much what got me to where I am. Um, you know, I, I, I really started to, to figure that out last year when I got to school and realized that like, wow, all right, I, I have a lot left in the tank and I'm, I'm just kind of scratching the surface of like what, what I can do here. But I would say like that was probably what put me on people's maps was just like, the athleticism mixed with the raw, like, potential of, like, my physical size. um, You know, that, like, to where it didn't matter that I was, like, 5'10", 5'11". Like, there was still a lot left in the tank even at that size. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And we – I think we've touched on it in a couple podcasts. But the – not only just focusing on getting in front of the right people, but just showcase your skills that you're the best Mm -hmm. at, right? I mean, you had natural – natural sink to a fastball i mean that in itself is going to help but also the velo and the projectability in a small frame but already pumping upper eights easily you can get into the nines but i do want to go into cal and kind of what went into that i mean you talked about how you started talking with them but you were also a lot of schools are coming into the picture mm-hmm. at this point so why why Cal? What about it? I know a little bit of the, the, the education aspect of it, but what else was kind of flowing into that decision?
2: Yeah. Uh, I mean, honestly, um, I sat down with my mom like when I, when I first, first started the recruiting process, not really knowing what I was doing. And uh, I just sat down with her and, and one of my buddies who played at um, a D2 Laverne University. Um, and he just asked me like, what's your dream school? started with that like where where would you want to play ideally and you know I threw down threw down like some high academic high baseball schools that I thought were just total long shots you know Um, and Cal happened to be one of those schools Um, so I guess when they they started knocking on the door that I I knew that like I, I could do it and like I would most likely want to go there you know pending like a visit and meeting the coaches and, and things like that but uh when they started
1: knocking on the door they definitely jumped jumped to the top of my list of schools yeah and I mean that's something we talk about a lot too is is defining defining what you want and Vaughn was there like that we talk about it as there's no word for it except for the feeling but like when you walk yeah. on campus and you're like yeah yeah, oh, actually. I'm, I'm, I'm going here. <laughs> like, did you yeah, have that same feeling? So that, got... that that
2: definitely happened. When I was <laughs> it. Um, I had like, you know, like not much experience with the East Bay besides like, you know, a couple baseball tournaments, football games mm-hmm. uh, in high school. But you know, I had always thought of the East Bay as kind of like a like hard city, kind of like San Francisco ish. Um, but I mean, when I stepped on campus, like I was just blown away. You know, like, yeah, just like not even like the athletic facilities, but just the whole like campus itself, like the nature the history, all that type of stuff. Like, I was just blown. I was like, wow, like this is incredible. Um, you know, combined with the coaches and things like that. Um, had a, like a great meeting with, with coach Mike new and, and Noah, um, you know, showing me around met the the weights coach, our weights coach. Um, and just loved like everything about it. And, you know, my mom, like when they, When they extended me my offer in the office, like my mom started to cry and I was sitting there like all embarrassed, like, mom, you can't do that right now. (laughs) Um, But I mean, like I knew like as soon as I stepped on campus and then she like, as soon as we walked out of that meeting to go home, I was like, yeah, like I'm going to go here.
0: Well, and I think the, if you're not having the feeling, whatever we want to call it, Mm -hmm. uh, when you step on a campus, I mean, yeah, uh, the feeling might come later, but Mm -hmm. I don't know. There's just something about that initial feeling that no one can describe. Yeah, uh, that kind of speaks for itself. But Joe, Joe spoke about it a little bit earlier. Um, and when you were going and looking at uh, different schools, uh, you talked about how Cal is a Cal state school. It's not Cal state, but you know what I'm saying? It's an in-state University school. University of you. California. School. Yeah, yeah. But it's California state, know. whatever. <laughs> um, and that versus we've already talked about how disgusting, uh, college tuition is getting. Um, but when yeah. you look at, when you look at that compared to a private school in California mm-hmm. and the vast difference that, that it could be, did that shape a little bit of where you were looking and what ultimately made the decision to go to Cal?
2: I mean, absolutely. It did like, yeah, cause that was, that was one of the other things that like, Um, kind of talked about is like realizing the price of of all the colleges that I was looking at and um, yeah I mean like I didn't I didn't know I didn't really know how like cheap Cal actually was compared to other schools until I like was registering to go here Um, you know I kind of knew in the beginning that like it was it was like the state schools were a lot cheaper than all the private schools but um, it was definitely like a, a huge influencer you know because if you think about like let's say like a, a 30, 35% scholarship at a, at a private school that costs 75, dollars $80,000 per year to go to versus no scholarship at a state school. Like it's, it's not even comparable, you know? Like You're just <laughs> yeah. saving so much money like for yourself and for your family that like, it, it was really a no brainer for me.
1: Vaughn, let me ask you this. For the private schools that you were talking to, you know let's say they're giving you um um 30% um of athletic scholarship could mm-hmm. you i'm cuz i'm not i'm actually not 100% sure how this would work but could you i think it i think you can combine them mm-hmm. but i'm i think it's school by school how that might differ yeah. um, did they talk about you know like hey like we can give you 30 30% athletic and then like maybe 30% academic based on how you did. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I know so
2: actually every private school that I talked to like was willing to like give me academic money. Um uh-huh. I I was able to like score pretty high on the on the ACT and was able to get a lot of like academic leeway out of that. Right. Um, but I mean, like it was it was definitely a factor and and helped me decide for sure, but Again, like the thing at the forefront of my mind was like academics as a whole, absolutely. And like I just felt that the the academics at Cal were like second to none. That yeah. of the of the interests that I was getting, and you know, kind of like at that point, it didn't really matter to me what kind of academic money I was getting from other school, like the other schools that were interested in me. So yeah, like I I was able to to get some of that, but it, I mean, it still wasn't enough to be able to you know sway me because it like yeah because even with like even with uh, academic and athletic scholarships i'm pretty sure that cal was still going to be cheaper than those there there might have been like one or two where they were cheaper than cal but
0: mm-hmm. gotcha. well yeah and it's i think a lot of it comes down to Uh, taking care of your business in the classroom before you Mm -hmm. get to college right yeah um because one that opens up doors um that i mean to get into a great school like like Mm -hmm. how but i want to shift gears now and to actually actually talk about your time at at berkeley and just kind of what what that experience has been like um Mm -hmm. got obviously covid going on but just stepping onto campus and 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 competing because obviously you knew you knew exactly what you wanted Um, but I want to know how, how that thought process has now shifted now that you've, you've been there and you've been able to live the, uh, the college baseball life.
2: Yeah. I mean, honestly, my, my baseball career started over when I got here. Um, like I said before, like when I was in the recruiting process, I didn't really know how good I was stacked up against other recruits and the exact same thing happened again when I stepped on campus. Like I had no, I had no idea how good I was compared to all of my teammates and I had no idea what I was capable of doing. And I had no idea where the coaching staff was going to take me. Um, So, I mean, my mindset stepping on campus was like, I'm here to, I'm here to dominate everything that I can control. Like I'm going to, I'm going to work as hard as I can because I didn't know if I was going to get cut or if I was going to be a starter. So my mindset was really just like, do like do the best at everything you can control and then everything else will, will fall into place. And like, I knew that if I could just do that, I would be happy because I was at a place where I knew I wanted to be. Um, I felt that I was wanted there too. And I I was loving being there. Um, So,
1: yeah. fun. I think that's also, I mean, that mindset, you know, I think it's perfect for kind of anyone like all the time, essentially, just like, it's like working hard at the things you can control because why would you worry about things you can't control? Right. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, it it was really cool to see that the hard work paid off in the sense that, you know, I clearly remember like opening series against Long Beach state last year and you were thrown right into the thick of it as a freshman. (laughs) Oh And, and, and like, that's, that's something that, you know, that takes a lot of, of maturity um, and a lot of confidence in you for a coaching staff to throw a freshman into a big game and be like, yeah, he's ready to go. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and guys need to have the same mentality that you have of yeah. just, you know, control what you can control. Cause that is literally the only thing you can do. Yeah. Um, exactly. So, I mean, that's, that's awesome, man. Um, you know, I, I, we always, always, we always ask this at the end of, at the end of each interview, but you go back to MC. I'm trying to think, have we had other MC kids? Yeah. Paul, we had Paul Coonson. That's right. Oh yeah. Um, but you got to. you're going back to MC. Like, what are you telling those guys about, you know, things you kind of wished you knew about the recruiting process, mm-hmm. um, and just ways to prepare themselves. Um,
2: huh. <sighs> I mean, Honestly, the recruiting—I would definitely say that there is no there is no formula to the recruiting process. Like, it is absolutely different for everyone. Like, everyone has different shapes, sizes. They play different positions. They have different wants. Um, my, I mean, like a couple of things that I feel like I could have done differently were would definitely be to like. I mean, it's all kind of like what ifs you know like I really would have liked to hit the weight room a little harder and when I was in high school mm-hmm. but on the other hand like I was playing two two sports three my freshman year and like that took up a lot of my time like um yeah I mean like I know that some people like start the recruiting process a lot earlier than others and personally I I think I would have liked to do that, but again, I'm not really sure, you know, because everyone like starts in different places and, you know, like sometimes I think like, would I really have been ready to put myself on a stage like that as a sophomore? Like not, like you said, not physically, like not a physical presence on the field. Um, but I mean, looking back on it, like, honestly, I, I would just tell like everyone to, to follow their dreams and like, literally just, like I know it's such a cliche, but like, just work like as hard as you can. Cause like, I know that like, I've, I like don't have many regrets about the recruiting process and like how I went about it. And like, I think that if you leave and go to college, like working as hard as you worked to get there then, and you, and you take it seriously and you like analyze all your options in like a smart way, then like you'll you'll find the right place and like mm-hmm. you will like succeed there because if you were like willing to work hard enough to get there then like they're willing to put the time into you, and that makes you a better like player and person.
0: Absolutely, um, I think that is good advice not only for college recruiting, uh, playing college baseball, but again mm-hmm. we talked about control the controllables, but that that is a good motto to live your your life by but this is Vaughn, this has been awesome man uh thank you so much for coming on here and and sharing your experience and your story and and your advice um i think a lot of people are going to take some good information from from your story and hopefully apply it uh to their lives moving forward so thanks again man and uh good luck this year hopefully you guys get a a full full season with no hiccups so
2: Yeah, thank you, man. I I really appreciate you guys having me on. It was great. It was great talking to you guys.